0: The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists.
1: Hi everyone, in this week's episode of the I Am Independent podcast, we wanted to speak to you about the music video um, if you listen to us regularly, you'll know that we believe that visuals are a huge part of any campaign um, if you're an independent artist. Um, and there was a day when really you'd only do music videos if you had loads and loads of money and a really big budget. Um, thankfully, due to creativity, that doesn't have to be the case and we, we've talked about this a lot, but there's different ways around it. So we will cover a bit about that, but mainly this podcast is more about what is involved in um, creating a music video uh, for one of your songs. So we're gonna literally go a step by step and go through, uh, share some experiences as well of the different ones we've done. Hopefully we'll give you some ideas, but also particularly if it's um, a territory you've not ventured into before, and we really would encourage you to try and do that, whatever your budget is, it might just give you some tips of what to expect, uh, what to make sure that you've considered as well. So we hope it's helpful and we hope you enjoy it yeah um I think I want to
0: start with why like why make a music video? because um, there's a lot of talk about you know it's expensive and it's not the best place to spend spend your money sometimes and and um, I and and it might not be. I think every artist is different, but I do think for most artists um, my opinion, I think creating a video is another artistic expression. It's something that you can show your audience, um, you as a creative and as an artist. And it, and it is a a powerful tool to promote your music. So I, I feel like there aren't many downsides to creating a video and putting it out to accompany a release, other than the fact that it, it can be expensive. Um, but um, I think there are ways to do it cheaply, um, and effectively for it to be that tool that you need for your kind of promotional campaign. And so um, I think I want to start with what I think is the most important thing is the idea. I think your idea can like make or break your, the whole music video and can also, um, is the thing. That if it's the strong, if it's so strong, You can have an amazingly strong idea that isn't expensive, that really brings your song to life. So I think um, having an incredible idea for your video and quite a distilled kind of distilled and um, simple idea is also really, really helpful. Um, I find that an idea just comes to me like something makes sense. Or if I don't have an idea, I try to employ somebody, the videographer, who I know it's just like an ideas factory. And I know that they are going to have loads of ideas, but their ideas are going to be banging and they're going to be able to execute those ideas really, really well. So um, I I centre everything around the idea.
1: So um, I feel like you always have great ideas. Usually um, some kind of image has come to you, usually when you're writing it or recording it and you say to me, oh, I've got this idea um, and it's always a good idea. Um, but in terms of, who you've worked with to bring these ideas to life. How have you found them? And how have you chosen them? On what basis? Um,
0: I haven't... I I do generally have um, ideas. um, But, for example, the last two proper ones, like Run and Hide and Blood in the Water, I didn't have strong ideas for those. Um, I didn't personally have... I just didn't have a vision for what I would want a visual to look like. So I always try and look for really creative people so for run and hide um i didn't have an idea but i didn't have much budget but um i have a friend called tanya who um i've seen her work before she is an um uh pianist she's also an artist she's a fine artist um but she's also done i sort of seen she's done creative direction for videos for other people for other projects and i'm like whoa those i clocked that she was great doing that so like she was like in my mental rolodex of when I need somebody like I'm totally gonna see Tanya's around um and so she isn't a videographer so she was she was for the creative direction and so I knew I wanted to work with her but I also then had to find um a videographer to work with so I found somebody who um His name is Chris Matheson, who he I'd worked with him on other sort of commercial product projects for charities and organisations. So it was it was a different kind of genre. But I seen that the quality of his work was great. But because he hadn't done a lot of this work in terms of videos for music videos, I saw him do one. Actually, I saw him and Tanya do a video for Jennifer Kamikaze and it was just so good. And she did, It was like this simple video of her singing this song and she was doing sign language um, throughout the whole video. But the video was done to such a high spec. I was like, whoa, Chris is great. But also Tanya directing that simple idea elevated it so much. I wanted to work with both of them and I knew them both separately. So I, I wanted Tanya for, for the creative direction, but I wanted Chris... Um, because I knew that he'll be great but also because he hasn't done this really that much um in terms of music videos he wouldn't be so expensive like I could see that we could work with the we could work on budget um because yeah simply because he um he he hadn't done like you know 50 music videos and he's like you know I don't get out of bed for five thousand less than five grand an, an hour. I knew that wasn't gonna be the case. So um that's how I chose him. And then for Blood in the Water, um I again didn't have many ideas myself. I actually I didn't have any ideas, but I knew I wanted a video. I knew Blood in the Water, powerful visual, like potential for a powerful visual because the the content of the song had so much so much imagery so um again i was working on another project for um another company um doing i did did some music a live session but he worked with them as their videographer well not the videographer but he worked as part of the the audio visual team and i've seen him work with other people i also did a photo shoot with him for another side project and he, he was so good he took these photos. He's like, click, click, click on these photos. Like he didn't, he's like, I think I'm done now. Half an hour. And the photos, like every photo was amazing. Come to find out that he's never, that was his first photo shoot. He'd never done a photo shoot before. And I was like, sorry, Jack. What it is, is that you're actually a genius. And so I just have this radar for like, okay, if you're going to be good at that and you've got the eye in that, um, and I've seen you work as this part of a team, but I haven't actually seen what your actual video work I don't have evidence that you can do this particular thing but I can see that you could do you know what I mean so that's kind of how I find people
1: I love that because not only um it's so true if somebody's creative in one area they often can in another but the the great thing that I love about that process and you doing that is not only is it giving somebody else the opportunity to grow and have experience in in an area that they might well likely want to do that but they need somebody who will take a chance on them Um, But secondly, obviously, that's a way that you can develop a relationship with somebody fairly at the start of a journey in terms of that specific thing um, that could turn into a a long relationship. And um, uh, I mean, in terms of taking a a chance like that on someone, has it ever gone wrong? Um, Well, I did a video
0: um, for a track back in the day called You're Beautiful of my first album. And like when I look back on it I think oh okay um it wasn't that great at the time it was like the best video that I'd done do you know what I mean so I've grown from that point but um when I look back on it I think okay we had a good idea we had a strong idea the idea was it's about owning your own beauty so the idea of the video was we filmed me putting on ma- piles of makeup. Well, it wasn't piles, but pu- putting on a face of makeup. And the video was um, played backwards and for the music video. So it, it was the undoing of that to uh, I've got a fresh face. So that was the idea. And I think the idea, the concept was pretty strong. Um, and I had that idea, but the execution of it, when I look back on the quality of it, wasn't that great. But I actually still stand by that because I think it was it was the best I'd done up until that point. So it was, it was excellent for me. Um, So I don't think it's actually, I don't think I've misstepped in that yet. Mm. Um, But I do, I, I, I generally literally just look at, I don't know. I just, I, I can tell when someone, I think you're just going to be good. And also then I empower them. Uh, so when I'm working with them, I'm not like jumping in all the time with my ideas. If I didn't, with Run and Hide and Ho and um, Blood in the Water, I didn't have strong ideas. Or so I said, guys, run with the ideas that you have. Like I put myself into your hands. I trust that. I said to Jack, look, I trust you. I didn't even know Jack. We weren't really friends before that. I was like, Jack, I trust you. I trust that you can, this is going to be banging. So like, whatever you want me to do, just, I will do it, you know? He was coming up with the idea. I was like, yeah, bang in. And I said, little did me. you like, know he's
1: going to have you lying in a field
0: in the cold. <laughs> yeah, like like just minus degrees, but it was well <laughs> worth it. But yeah, um, I, I think, I don't know. I, the people that I decide to work with, I just have something in me that knows that I can trust them with the task enough. There's a level of professionalism I've seen them work at, a level of creativity that I've seen. Like there's an eye, I can see that they've got an eye. I'm like mm. okay I trust that you've got an eye and there's also a level of quality that I don't want to go below like there's there's not you know there's not things that I'm like because mm, sometimes I see people's work and someone's like oh, they're great but I'm like mm, the grading or the quality or the angle something about that's like oh, no, I don't want that so <laughs> so like so there's just a level of quality that I go for as much as my yeah. budget will allow me
1: yeah I think that's so good and I think um moving on from the idea then, um, we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that you may not have thought of if you've not done a video before, if you've not done many and some of the common mistakes and just a few to reel off the top of my head. Um, back in the day did many videos with the bands I was in, these days I'm generally um, the person who's there um, helping and being an, an extra pair of hands and some of the things that I see on shoots that are forgotten or the ones that go really smooth that are it's often very small things that make a big difference to the day going really well and it's such a, a small thing but so important is just having enough food available for people it sounds so simple yeah What's it can
0: lower the morale it can lower the morale if the food is not plentiful and just like nice snacky food like you're not going to be like mm, oh i want to open that if it's not that <laughs> you've got a whole day you're there for 12 hours mm-mm, mm-mm, it's yeah, bad
1: news yeah and yeah, even on that, as as B just mentioned there, be prepared for a long day. Um, the whole idea to get a video done is you want to try and get it done in a day if you can, but that's usually an incredibly long day, very early start and a very late finish. It's just how they are. So just get prepared for that. So it's it's really important that there's enough food there and that the food's nice you know, that it's going to sustain you, that if it is cold, that hot drinks are available, things like that, it can really make the difference, you know, if you're either paying people um, not very much or, 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 you know, they're doing you a favour or mates rates and even more if you've got friends who are helping out volunteering, the least you could do is make sure that they're warm enough and, and well looked after and things like that, so um, that's really important and the other one that uh, can be the difference between something going really well is having enough pair of hands uh, on deck, and um, you know, ask two more people than you think you need because there will always be things that you need somebody to do. Um, if you can have people um, to who have got areas for them to look after, like I've been on on big shoots of of bigger artists before when I've been like an extra in a video shoot and there's so many people and you can kind of think when it's your own one that oh well I don't really need that I don't need anyone and I remember going to Bee's shoot for um Run and Hide and um just the friends that she'd got to be there to be around just made such a difference so you know she's not Beyonce but she had a makeup person and a wardrobe person um and you know just having somebody just in charge of just that even if you think, well, I could do it myself, um, there's a lot for you to be thinking about on the day. If you've got somebody who can do that for you, it makes it so much easier. And again, it might be somebody who wants some experience, or it might be somebody that you know you give fifty quid to, or, or maybe because of uh, the look of the video, that's something that you feel is, you know, it's worth you paying somebody professional to be there. Um, but yeah, just thinking about the areas that are not worth cutting corners on. Um, But there will also, you know, grab in friends, you know, and family who will just be there who if something's needed, some batteries run out. Um, a lamp they can go off and go to the DIY store for you and you're not left with a pair of hands that was needed have that extra person and explain to them that it's probably going to be pretty boring um so bring a book or whatever but at that crucial moment when you need someone to run out or because the coffee's run out or something like that you'll be really pleased to have an extra person to do that rather than someone who's actually needed so you can get on and do stuff um can I just make a quick point on that um, and yeah. I absolutely agree. I think that it's important to have
0: enough hands on deck, but I'm personally quite selective about who I have because for me, it's not a party in it. It's not, no, it's not, it's not jokes. that like, because I'm paying for it. So like I am really quite selective on who I have and I, I, I probably could have more people and I, and I, I'm working towards having more people, but I usually have enough, but um. I am quite selective on people who are going to be about the work. It's not going to just be like, oh my gosh, the photo shell. Let's just like, you know, oh my gosh, it's so great. No, 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 no. No, we're working and. Hey, to muck in yeah who just know like i know that you're gonna ride for me usually my good friends you're gonna ride you're gonna you're gonna crack on anything that needs to be done you're gonna do it and um you're gonna be there for the long haul especially when it's a long day you know blood in the water we were like in a bog in marshes in and it was so so cold it couldn't be it, i just don't know if it could i mean it could have been colder but it, it just didn't feel like it could have. And but yeah everyone knew that you know okay we've got three two one action we've got to be out there it's no going sitting inside because your toes are freezing off mm, sorry guys um so just having people uh select the people that you know are going to work um are gonna have a good attitude about it as well um gonna be fun to be around like yeah yeah just be mindful who you are getting on mm.
1: If you enjoy the I am independent podcast and you like our resources that we share on YouTube and Instagram, you might want to sign up for our next I am independent boot camp. It's an online four week workshop course where we'll be covering who you are as an artist and knowing your why, music admin, including PRS and PPL, touring, gigging and getting paid marketing, PR and social media too. There's also an opportunity to connect with other independent artists and ask any questions that you've been wanting to know more about. Simply visit our website iamindependent.co.uk or any of our social media pages at weareindependentartists for more details. The next course starts on July the 2nd. Um, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about venues and settings um, inside versus outside what kind of things to look for what can you get away with if you're if your budget's small that kind of thing.
0: Yeah I think if your budget's small outside is probably really really great if you can have a, yeah, a video exactly. that that is um, outdoors um, it's likely to be free and um, my video that I did for um, Hidden Um, It was all outside. It was filmed in a park and it was filmed in Brixton, all around around the streets of Brixton. And that's how we kept the cost down. And we had a whole story and a narrative around um, what we were doing. I had, you know, actors and they did their thing and it was outdoors. So if you've got no budget or very, not much budget, I would say try and have um, an outside, outdoors video. Um a video based outdoors um otherwise there are studios around that you know you can pay by the hour or you can pay by the half day or the day there are small studios or bigger studios if you have an idea that's like run and hide where it was just about me it was about me and costume changes and me singing to camera um you're able to just use a space and then you go okay i'm just using this one room um, and then I'm I'm gonna change, and so it's all about the makeup and the outfits. But it's just this space you can control the lighting. That that's also possible. But when you do you do that, you have to think think about lighting and lights, and maybe there's gonna be a backdrop. And if the studio provides that, then you may need to pay for that, or is it included in the cost. And there are things to think about when you do use a studio. Um, otherwise you can use um. a a home a house or something depends on the story depends on the idea for blood in the water it was initial idea was that it was going to be in my house because we were trying to keep it very simple but then we ended up you know (laughs) getting out into the marshes in um i don't even know where we were where did we go to bristol i can't remember where we were we were somewhere yeah it was it was cold and it was outdoors but that it was incredible so um i would say go outdoors in the first instance if your budget is small um but then do your research for studios and um, i think the studio that we ch- chose for run and hide it was in south london cent- kind of quite central south and it cost something like a 100 pounds for the day or 120 pounds for the day It, it was wasn't super great, cheap wasn't... wasn't it yeah yeah it was pretty cheap and the backdrop was included in the little side room to do makeup and refreshments and stuff was included in that price and we had it for pretty much i think we had it for the whole day i had it for the whole entire day so there are you
1: know even some lights included with that one
0: there were a few lights yes there were lights included yeah that was a great place and there were lights included in that so do your research and even don't be afraid to call up because you know there might a place might be willing to um, negotiate um on the price potentially but yeah it's gonna cost if you're gonna use indoors yeah so next thing um we spoke about videographers what i tend to do on a video shoot is um i'm always thinking ahead so i know that i'm going to need this video but all video but also um photographs and snippets for online i'm always thinking of how am i going to do that and how can i do that in my costing so um in the first instance, I ask the videographer especially if they do take photos as well would you be up for taking a few photos and um, I also I do te- i do I've learned through my mistakes that it's, I don't want to put pressure on the videographer to go oh can you take photos because they might feel quite split and it's like a different craft or an art to taking photos and it is to to doing video, so it's a, it's a different headspace and they might feel that's too much. So I think offering that, I know this could be too much. So if it's if it's not, if it is too much for you, then let me know, there's no pressure. Um, but I do ask the videographer if they're willing to take just a few snaps, just a few snaps, it would be nice. If I can get five nice photos of me in the outfits and in the setting that I can use on my socials and stuff after and for PR and press releases, that is really really helpful. If if not, then I will try and find somebody who um, wants to come along and take a few photos on the day. I wouldn't necessarily spend a lot of money on that person. Like I would get somebody, if it's somebody starting out taking photos, who's got a nice camera and but is not particularly experienced. I would get that person because those photos are not like massively important, but you just would prefer it not to be on your phone, you know, not to be an iPhone or a mobile phone photo. You would want it to be a proper photo. So I would try and find somebody cheaply um, to come or somebody who wants experience to come along and take some photos um, because you will you you'll be able to use them after. They will be useful to have behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I, I try and do that. Also, when and then in the edit with the videographer, I ask or ask beforehand will you be able to do like me look some little snippets of the video for my socials um in the ratio aspect of um stories and then for feed on on um, youtube twitter instagram wherever so that i can use those and that then i can also use them for ads so i tend to get a snippet the best snippet of the music video and then i get them to overlay like bianca rose the title of a song out now or my name, the title of the song, and the date that it's going to be out. So I can use a version of those videos before the release and during and after. Um, those are really useful because you can cut it up yourself, um, but it can look a bit more professional if the videographer does it. And they've worked really well for me, especially for social media ads.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so uh, we kind of, kind of covered on the day. Um, I think if you've given, and I guess Bianca's already mentioned this, but if you have got somebody who's either directing or who you have given kind of creative um, ownership to, then on the day, let them do that and trust them. And of course, if there's something that you think's been missed, then then point that out. But, you know, try not, to, unless it's a partnership thing or unless you're the creative director, do trust that they know what they're they are doing and give them that I think um that just helps things to run well on the day um relationship wise um in terms of um some of the things you've discovered along the way that have been successes or things that you make sure you do every time you do a video now is there anything in that respect or anything you've learned that you will never do again <laughs> because perhaps it wasn't such a good idea or, or didn't work out so so kind of things to avoid and things to make sure
0: um I think um talking through the day with a videographer beforehand is really important like like um even though if the ideas are not coming from me, us having spoken through the day and um, and the idea of how, when we're filming what and how we're going to film those things, so, so important. Uh, because on the day, stuff's going to happen. But if you know, kind of, we're doing this then, we're doing this scene then in general, then I think um, that is crucial. I also think um, making sure you have enough of the shots. You know, when we did Blood in the Water... Um, We had some different, it was, there was some different types of shots and we, our our initial plan was it to be a one shot, one take where I sang through a certain part of the song into the end of the song and the scene would change around me. But the weather was so intense that um, that idea, we only realised that that idea wouldn't work in edit because in the edit it didn't look quite right because of the wind and it was all crazy. So we had filmed some of these other shots. At the end, we are like, shall we do some of this other shot? Cause it was dark and it was like moody. And then we had this red light cause it, you know, it, cause it's blood in the water we had this red light shining. on me, it's like, shall we, uh, maybe not. Okay, let's just do it anyway. So then we did that and thank God we had all of that because we had to change the idea of the video in post. So I would say, don't shortcut um takes or even the ideas that you're going to do because you don't know how it's going to work out in the edit and you don't know if you will need that extra bit of footage because you know your hair wasn't quite right on that or something wasn't quite right but thank god we did that extra one because imagine what would we do now we don't have enough to make this interesting so um making sure you have enough and allow the videographer to do that because usually they want to get enough um so let them and even just push for a couple more of certain takes especially if you know that maybe you could have performed a bit better because sometimes it's the performance as well like uh I can see why I remember last time I can see why you wanted me to have that energy because in the moment I felt like why do I have to be all extra energy wise but actually in the post I couldn't see what you were seeing and i i see why why you need me to do that again because it didn't look quite right on camera so doing enough um getting enough footage um i is one of my big suggestions um i would say like having saving enough money um for the unexpected unexpected having contingency you know um stuff will happen there might be something to do with petrol or you know extra refreshments something might break you know just having contingency budget doesn't need to be a lot it could be an extra 50 100 quid or something like that but just having that and just taking care of everybody on the day it's my responsibility to take care of everybody even though it's about me i need to take care of everybody else that's there so from the food to you know do you what do you need do you need me to do you need you know even if i'm telling my person i'm not doing it i'm telling the person who's helping can you help that or you know just making sure that everyone is well taken care of so i think about it beforehand i I go to the supermarket when i go to supermarket for those refreshments i'm like "Mm, oh that's yummy But what about that but that's nice tasty and that drink oh let me have a few of these types of teas and you know not just oh let's just go and get the basics doesn't matter i actually try to make sure that people have enough and i usually go home with more food even when i'm trying to be you know not have too much food i'm like okay Jacob, don't spend too much money. I end up getting more, but I'd rather have that scenario than, you know, people are feeling like they're just being used. So, um, refreshments, take care of everybody and, and appreciate people. Make sure I'm thanking people. And uh, especially when it gets to those late hours and, and then the edit as well, the editing afterwards can take a long time. And do you um, tend to be involved with that as well? I like to be involved in the edit. You know, I I try not to be micromanaging on the shoot, but when it comes to editing, I want to. I I've got, I feel like I have an eye. Um, but so I like to be a part of it. But um, I let them do. I let the person do their job. Um, but um, you don't have to be a part of the edit. But again, appreciating people's time. These things usually run over time. So I have learned by making the mistakes to really appreciate people like I'm really sorry this is going over time but thank you so much for like what you're doing I so appreciate it those those sorts of things go a long way you're noticing that they've been sitting at their desk for 10 hours editing your video um and you're speaking to that I've learned the hard way that I need to do that um so being really appreciative appreciative especially as we're not going to have much budget is important
1: Mm. so I think you know, that our kind of overall tip would be to save as much as you can so that you've got enough budget to do a decent job. But if your budget's fairly small, um, it is absolutely manageable and I guess you want to then decide what things you can bring the cost down on and what things you really shouldn't scrimp on. And obviously the quality of the shoot itself, if you're making a music video, unless you're doing it quirky and we've had these ideas for like, you you know, people have done them through um, on our iPhone before and yeah. made it an effect, made it, you know, like Grady and stuff like that. You can absolutely do that. Obviously, if it if it's shot as if it's a professional music video, but on a phone that's not going to wash. But if you do it as an effect, um, then that's absolutely fine. And that's one way of keeping it down. But if you are going for, you know, like a full storyboarded um, music video, then make sure that the person that you ask has got a, a great camera and they know how to use it. You know, that's probably something you don't want to scrimp on. But what you can um, keep the cost down on is is volunteers and getting people to help. Um, I was speaking to Bianca earlier about a shoot Um, We did last year with um, Governor B, another artist, a rapper that I manage, who we've spoken to on the podcast, actually. And for his video, Mazza, it's pretty much um, the main things are him. He's either walking and the main feature is there's a car that's uh, that's going around doing stunts around him uh, in this disused airfield. Um, And it's really effective. There's a lot of smoke, there's lots of fire and and, and things like that. And it looks very, very expensive. Now, the ideas were all from uh, the director, um, Joshua Stocker, who's an amazing um, filmmaker. Um, But actually, um, he kept the costs down because he knew we were on a very tight budget for this loads by engaging in forums of film students um, where he... um, there's forums where you can post and say, hey, I'm doing this shoot. Would anyone like to come and have some experience? So the amazing thing, and I only found this out halfway through the day, is speaking to one of the girls who was really working hard. You know, she was doing the like She was trying to set fire to bits of all sorts of things. And, you know, it got quite cold in the evening. She was definitely there early in the morning and until one of the last to leave. And it turned out we were filming in Norwich at an airfield and she actually lived in York and she'd come down and, um, and volunteered to do this because she wanted the experience. She wanted to be able to say she'd worked on this music video and she wanted to see how it worked. Uh, The same with the guys who had done the electronics. Um, The director found them through a forum again. uh, Literally, you know, very last minute, two days before, put it in. I need three people. And he got lots of people applying and then could choose them depending on what they've done. So there's film students, there's um, uh, technologists as well who want experience to be able to get bigger jobs, to be able to say, I've done this before. Um, uh, Even the car, it was um, we got it from him posting in a forum of people who have liked to do their cars up really nicely, kind of the, the, the boy racers, if you like, and they parade them on there. Um, and you can approach them and say, hey guys, doing a video shoot, we're looking for a car. He got that idea because that's exactly what Stormzy did for one of his. And actually, this guy I asked him, oh, what other videos has your car been in?" And it had been in a Stormzy video. So there's people, you know, who knew that this was a whole thing—a forum where you could find out. And of course, you pay pay a fee, but it's a lot um, cheaper to do it that way than to go to a car dealership and ask them to give you a car. Um, it's worth noting that for insurance purposes, if you're going to be doing stunts, you're not allowed to use the actual owner of the car. It has to be. Uh, stunt person who has got their own insurance so again that had to be thought about so another guy came to do the actual driving um, but the most ironic thing about that shoot is the most expensive person on the shoot was uh, one guy who was the only person who was allowed to touch the camera uh, which was attached to the car while you were doing the stunts now this, this camera was worth thousands of pounds thousands and thousands put it this way you could buy a house with it <laughs> Um, in some parts of the country and um, you had to be a certain grade of insured and experienced to be able to handle and to move this camera So much so that when you hire this camera, this guy comes with it and he gets his own fee and it was a a very big fee. Let's put it that way. Um, So it's funny because obviously you wouldn't need to have that camera, but to get the shots we needed, that ended up being the most expensive thing. But then uh, we could save money with the volunteers and people who did a great job. Um, We had problems on that shoot in that we wanted to set fire to the road. And it turns out that uh, petrol isn't flammable on tarmac. So then we were literally Googling and ringing around trying to find things that were flammable. And then we found this uh, type of glue that was flammable. So we had to dot that on the path and set fire to that and run out. So even when you do all the planning, sometimes you get there and the thing you thought would work doesn't work. So at one point I had to go to a DIY store because we were in the middle of um, Ipswich. Um, then but not in the town part in the fields part it was 25 minute drive for me to go and find this flammable stuff and everyone had a job to do so if I hadn't been there I wouldn't have been able to go do that the same way I went and picked up the lunch So there's all these things, no matter how much planning, there will always be things that go wrong. So thinking about contingency in terms of having enough bodies to do that, enough heads to have ideas, people who are going to keep calm and not like go, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? But come up with ideas uh, and also a bit of contingency money, because, of course, we had to then go and buy this equipment we hadn't thought about. So you learn as you go along and it makes you think about things differently for the next time. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of work. They are always extremely exhausting doing music videos and not nearly as glamorous as people think they are.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, and, I, and just to close, I'll just say just to keep it simple, you know, um, and to see see yourself as like, OK, I'm going to create a video that is better, more creative and than my last one and when I look through my own um discography of vi- you know my videos my library I think oh wow like every video that I've made feels like I've, ch- I've challenged myself more and it's gotten better as is as my music you know so um don't sort of despise your humble beginning if you've got a you're doing a simple video in your garden you know or you are using your iPhone um you know I think start where you are, do the best of what you've got and know that actually you're trying to make a lifetime's worth of music. Um, and it's not going to end on this project or this song and um, do the best you can. And then, and then just work on doing even better and having even more fun and being even more creative.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, if you've got enough time, you can learn the skills yourself. Just one more example I wanted to use was our friend Kat Dill who um, has produced for Bianca but also for Joshua Luke Smith as well Um, but Kat um, is an artist in her own right as well and I know her last video or the second to last video she ended up editing it herself and she had never edited a video in her life but the the edit that she got back was she really wasn't happy with it and she'd run out of money so she taught herself And she did it herself. And it actually turned out great. Um, She did everything on that shoot. Um, She sourced the equipment. She um, sourced the props, um, the venue, the people to be in it. She was very, very involved. And then I joked to her about, you know, you're going to end up editing it. And she really did. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's a learning curve for her. And I'm sure it um, could have been even better if it was done by somebody professionally but actually she did a great job and that was something she'd not done before and because she didn't have the budget and she wanted it done and she knew exactly how she wanted it to look rather than leaving it as it was in her minimal experience and learning herself she got it better to the standard that she wanted it to be in order to, her, to get her video out there so that's the other thing as independent artists you know sometimes I've heard of people who are with labels where the label just come up with an idea of the video, they do it and they're not happy with it. And it has to just go out there. When you have ownership yourself, you can say, no, I'm not going to put it out yet. I'm going to delay it or I'm going to work a bit more. Or I'm going to save up a bit more money. And again, you know, like we consistently hear from independent artists, one of the best things about being independent is that you get to say, you get to have the final say because it's, it's your journey and your art.
0: Yeah. So we look forward to seeing all these new videos coming out post COVID or there'll be like some, you know, COVID Zoom music videos (laughs) happening. But yeah, I hope this has helped guys. Um, See you in the next one. And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10 day guide, especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources.
1: Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk. For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. You might want to sign up for our next I Am Independent boot camp. The next course starts on July the 2nd.